0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast.
1: Welcome back to day two of AMI Audio live coverage of the Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. I am your host, Brock Richardson. I am also the host of The Neutral Zone. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. We are now going to see an Open Division game. First time of the weekend here for AMI-audio. We're going to see the Leafs versus the St. Pats. The St. Pats won uh, 5-2 yesterday at the 2 o'clock game. So we look for uh, the Leafs to uh, bounce back. And we are just having warm-up. Gentlemen, first glances at warm up. What are we seeing? You know, uh,
2: they, I think they both look rather loose out there. Uh, the uh, I'm excited to, to see what uh, what these two teams have in store. I uh, like you alluded to. This is the first uh, time we've got an opportunity to, to take a look at uh, the open division, and uh, I'm uh, I'm just uh, really excited to see what. Uh, next group of uh, individuals who may make up Team Canada East or Team Canada
1: West or Team Canada may have in store for us. Cam, what's important in a warm-up period when you're getting ready for a game? What should you do? What shouldn't you do? Give us a little bit of thoughts.
3: Well, from a player's perspective, you just kind of want to skater on the rink, get your legs going kind of get your body heated up um and from a goalie perspective um when you're getting shots from the players uh you don't want them to try and score you actually want them to try to hit you with the puck just so you can get the feel of the puck and so you can uh, warm yourself up around just kind of move inside side to side and uh getting yourself warmed up
1: brett when you were a goalie did they actually hit you or did they just score on you you know, uh,
2: I'm not sure I really want to answer that question. Uh, they, they uh, I did my best in warm-up, but the, these guys that I played with, they always wanted to put the puck past me, so I think it was probably about 50-50.
3: And that's competitive sports for you, and at the end of the day, Brett, uh, as I was a goalie as well, who cares if they're trying to score you on the warmups? It's when the game uh, starts, when the puck drops, uh, that's what counts.
2: But my friend, like you alluded to, that goaltender always wants to feel the puck in warm So,
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, when you're in warm-ups, you don't want them just scoring on you because then you're going to lose your confidence before the game even starts. So you just want them to, you, uh, for the players to shoot the puck right at you and so you can get a feel for the puck.
1: What about mental prep? We've talked about you know physical prep. Is there any mental prep that goes on as we see right now? I'll give you a visual. Both teams are at their benches talking to their coaches. I see some uh drawing going on on the board. Uh what do they what do they do, mental or is it all physical, guys? You know,
2: I think that coaching is very very important, especially in a game like ice hockey. Uh you, you want to have a coach that gives you a positive mental attitude. You 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 want a coach that, that says all the right things. That's not necessarily a coach that pats you on the back, per se, all the time. He, that your coach is required to give you some tough love when it's necessary. But coming into a game, especially at the start of a game, uh, you, you, you need not so so much some coddling, but uh, positive reinforcement.
3: Cam? Yeah, like it's all about the positive uh, um, reinforcement positive and having a positive mental attitude as well because I think in life too many times we look at uh, what we're doing wrong and those might be you know two or three things Um, and you don't look at say the 10 things that you're doing right so I think you really got to concentrate on you know what you've done right in the tournament Um, you know the plays that you've made uh, rather than looking at the few mistakes that you made
1: We're watching uh, a little bit of uh, stick handling happening by both teams. Is there kind of a – we talked about the goalie. Is there kind of a method to this when you're in warm-up? Do you talk about it before the game? What do you do?
2: I'm not sure I understand your question, uh, uh, but um, if you're a goaltender, you you just got to remember that uh, you got five guys in front of you that – And the the five guys are required to play their positions because the puck goes through them before it comes to you. So uh, with the positive mental attitude or or the calm, cool, and collected thought process, you got to realize that uh, it's important
1: uh, that uh, you don't beat yourself up if you let in a bad goal. It appears that we are almost ready to go. The players are going back to their benches for some uh, final thoughts. With that, we're going to go back to our fabulous broadcast team of Nico Cardarelli and Jeff Ryman. Gentlemen.
4: Boys, thank you very much. Great job there by the crew from the neutral zone. Again, we're so happy to have AMI on board here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament as one of our two presenting title sponsors alongside the CNIB Foundation. Jeff, we get set for some open division action here. It was a pretty entertaining game yesterday between these two teams. The St. Pats scoring a victory in game number one. They'll be wearing the red jerseys, defending the goal down to our left as the Leafs get set in the yellow jerseys to try bounce back after a tough loss.
5: I look forward to this one, and I know this game's starting us a little bit later just because they had a little piece of uh, debris, I think, come off of one of the, the boards over there, so they had to uh, get that fixed up from the aggressive last game we had. Uh, so
4: I was wondering if Vince Ryan was just talking to some fans or what he was yeah, doing over no, was... but yes, he spotted something and astutely... Made it aware to the officials. I thought he was
5: signing autographs.
4: (laughs) He may have been doing that too. As Craig Fitzpatrick tries to feed it out front. He's checked closely down low in the near corner. As the puck ends up being played behind the goal. You're starting goaltenders here in this game. For the St. Pats in red, they've got Justin Wack between the posts. And for the Leafs in yellow, it's Mario Ross. The Leafs moving the puck around, Saint, or Fitzpatrick's shot, that one gets blocked. Laura Mark tracking it there as well, but it's poked away by Foxcroft into the corner. Battle for it along the far boards as Chaz Mizoraka ends up helping to clear the zone, and now it's Proven leading the rush here. Amanda Proven. she's got Nathan Tree with her, centers it back for Tree, but that one's broken up as it's on the stick of Laura Mark.
5: They had a 2-on-0 chance there. Just couldn't get that pass across to get that one-timer in. Now Team or Yellow has to be careful here with uh, the too many men potentially.
4: Bit of a sloppy change there. They get away with it and coming off the bench now is Vince Ryan. He's got the puck on his stick. He's chased closely after some good back-checking there by Ian Rankin, but now it's Ryan once again with possession. He fires it over to the near side as it's picked up by Nathan Tunis, who is a B4 playing here in the Open Division. Nice centering pass, but a better defensive play by John T to drop down and get a piece of it.
5: Yeah, nice stick check there to deflect the puck out of uh, harm's way. Because that could have been dangerous. Again, one of those pucks thrown right out in front. And uh, could have been potted home, but a nice solid defensive poke check.
4: So some good work here from both teams as... We've got 9.50 remaining in the first period. Scoreless right now as the St. Pat's making some changes on the fly. The Leafs will try to make them pay for that. Nothing doing this. Now it's on the stick of Gallerno. Gallerno leads the pass ahead to James Ruddle. Ruddle trying to sweep it back in front for Gallerno, but he's defended closely by John T. And nothing doing out of that. Ruddle sweeps it right on goal, he shoots, he scores! It's one nothing for the St. Pats.
5: And a pretty casual celebration there from the St. Pats. I'm not sure if they uh, necessarily knew that was going to count. I'm not sure if they necessarily heard the buzzer. I think he just threw it on that and hoped for the Bastid. Of course, it was the Bastid. Uh, they ended up scoring, so one nothing here. For the St. Pats.
4: I think that's exactly it. I think there was a bit of
5: uh, a confusion con- as yeah. to whether
4: that goal was going to count or not. Yeah, sometimes so it's it a delayed celebration. Yeah. <laughs> as the St. Pats taking a 1 0 lead here.
5: Pretty good uh, pace here to this game, too. Pretty back and forth, although uh, it looks like the Leafs need to get a couple more shots. On uh, Justin Black, I don't think he's really faced anything so far. So, uh, in, in his first period, it looks like uh, the St. Pat's have been somewhat controlling the possession, but still a pretty back and forth game here. Well,
4: the St. Pat's have possession now in the offensive zone as they try to work the puck around. It's picked off, and here go the Leafs up the ice, led by Norman Blay. Blay has it poked away from him as it's cleared out to center, and. The team's just exchanging possession at the moment as now it's brought back into the zone by the Mack truck. Brian (laughs) Mackey tries to feed it out front. Back to the point where Dustin Butterfield holds the line. Let's a shot go.
5: That had some pace on it and just missed. That was a howitzer. I have to ask you, do you come up with these nicknames or do they (laughs) tell you to... To say these nicknames.
4: It's sort of a combination. I come up with it. I make sure they're okay with it. But yes, they do sometimes suggest names as well. The Mack truck, I'm very proud to say I came up with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great centering chance that just goes off the stick of Matthew Poirier as he was set up on a tee there. I believe it was Foxcroft who set up that pass.
5: Yeah, kind of a tough position for Poirier. If he was the other, if he was, if he shot the other direction, I think it would have been easier one-timer to get off, but a uh, bit of a hard position to, to get that shot off from where he was.
4: Bing brings the puck into the zone, makes the draw, pass to Trehe. Oh, what a beauty! What? How does that not count? They're saying no goal. I don't get that. That was a drop pass from Proven to Tree. That is the definition of a clean pass, but it's waved off, no goal. Terrible Some, break there.
5: Sometimes I have to wonder is if, so, if the refs don't hit that button fast enough, maybe that's their mm. logic is saying, I didn't hit the button fast enough, therefore I didn't let the goalie know that there was a shot coming. So... Well, and that's a good
4: point, Jeff, because... Maybe
5: that's what's going on, because that was for sure 100% a clean pass. I didn't hear the buzzer go, though. So it might have been just that the shot was so fast that uh, the ref didn't get a chance to hit that buzzer and and, uh, let the goalie aware that, you know, a shot could be coming.
4: Well, and that's a really good point that you bring up because the clean pass indicator really does give the indication to the goalies that a shot could come at any moment. So the St. Pats have one pulled off the board after it looked to be a good goal, and now the Leafs trying to answer back as Craig Fitzpatrick leads the rush. Tries to feed it over to Foxcroft, but that play gets broken up, cleared along the boards, and just out across the blue line. Jamie Fodak making the play there for the Leafs, as it's now controlled by the St. Pats. Nice move to bring it into the zone that time. As Nathan Tree made the play for the St. Pats, they regain possession at center ice. We're getting some great comments on the chat thread once again. Let us know who you're cheering on, where you're tuning in from, and we'll get to some shout-outs and answer any questions that you have as well. As the puck gets flipped out to center, picked up by James Ruddle. He brings it across the blue line. He's got Ashley Andrews trailing him. Ruddle sweeps it in front, but no red jersey there to get a stick on it as that's Randy Banks making a defensive play for the Leafs. John T rims it around the near boards. Picked up by Butterfield as he tries to flip it out. Banked off the far side boards and now it's Vince Ryan taking possession. Ryan has a couple of trailing options. Tries to drop it but defended well. Now they get the clean pass. Ryan takes possession at the hash marks. Shoots and he just fires that one wide of the far post. The Leafs dig it out of the scrum, play it back to the blue line, but it gets across the zone. So with 5.35 left in the first period, Ruddle brings it back in for the St. Pat's. Ruddle drives wide, tries to feather it out front for Gallerno, but just couldn't quite find him with the pass. There's the buzzer for the good pass. Ruddle tries to tuck it in on the wraparound. What a play, but an incredible save from Mario Ross.
5: James rettle has been all over the place in this first period. He had the first goal, and he was looking for a second goal there as he just powered his way right out in front of the net. He's a big guy, so it's kind of hard to stop him when he starts to get going. So uh, a pretty impressive play there by Rettel.
4: So we're getting some great comments and a question coming to us from NH Adulted. What towns are the teams from? That's a great question. They're actually made up from players... In this division, it's really cool. We've got international players playing in the Open division. So they're not so much regional teams as a mix of players from across Canada, the United States, and even one from England playing here on the rosters. And the team names paying homage to the great hockey tradition in the city of Toronto. Of course, the Toronto St. Pat's and the Toronto Maple Leafs.
5: And it's great to see that there's an, it's starting to draw such an international... Yeah. Uh, uh, play with at least one player from the uk and i'm sure in the next couple of years maybe we'll see more european players come over to scandinavia i gotta Uh,
4: think so finland the momentum is is there and in russia there seems to be interest as well of course i feel
5: like whenever there's a a sport like this i think russia usually wants to get involved especially if it's hockey and especially if it's against canada or the usa they usually want to jump forward so uh I hope that really gets to that point because who would want to see a a Canada versus Russia
4: yes. blind
5: hockey rivalry or, a, or or a Russia versus USA That's exactly blind hockey it. rivalry? I think that would be. Phenomenal.
4: Well, and for me, the natural one is because we're already building in Finland, it's only a matter of time until Sweden gets a little bit jealous Ooh, and, yeah. and the competitive juices get going and they want to beat their Scandinavian yep. neighbours. So
5: Absolutely. I
4: think the momentum is on the right side as the St. Pat's bringing the puck back into the zone. It's Chas Mizeraka working around the near side boards now. They dig it out as that was Sam LaMontagne who had the chance for the St. Pat's as now Craig Fitzpatrick with the puck on a
5: string nice burst of speed here Yeah, some good pace as he brought it right up the ice that's the second time Fitzpatrick has had a great burst of speed not afraid to carry it through the neutral zone into the offensive zone some very good poise there by Fitzpatrick
4: the St. Pats take possession they'll flip it out across center ice Foxcroft tries to bank it back in but Proven gets to it first and she'll make the pass to Mizoraka Good challenge there as Fodak made the play for the Leafs, but it's Mizoraka tracking it to the near side and now Fitzpatrick fires it across center ice. Foxcroft gets to the loose puck. He's got Laura Mark with him, makes the draw pass to Mark. She tried to get it back to Foxcroft. He's in the far corner. Feeds it to the blue line just past Fodak and the team will, the Leafs have to actually defend now as Mizoraka strips it away. Nice spinning draw pass. The shot just goes wide as Nathan Tree let it fly. The net way off its pegs. So they'll whistle that one down for a faceoff with 2.33 left in the period.
5: Nice little spin move as they broke in on a two-on-one. Nearly got that pass right through and it just went just a little wide of the net. And then after that, the net came off. So that's why we do have the stoppage in play.
4: Give a couple of shout-outs to viewers tuning in on the live chat thread, including Aunt Rolly cheering on Amanda from Sudbury. Let's also give a shout-out to Tiffany, who's cheering on Dylan Bradbury, number 13 for the Maple Leafs, of course, the pride of Bay Roberts, Newfoundland. And hey, speaking of Newfoundland, let's give a shout-out to Brian Joy, who's cheering on Brandon from CBS. Thank you guys all so much for commenting on our live chat thread the Leafs win the face off, they fire it around the far boards where Ashley Andrews takes possession Andrews feathers a shot just wide of the near post as they try hold it in at the line but Vince Ryan muscles it out of the zone Andrews quickly plays it back in Fodak tries to hold the zone or clear the zone, nothing doing yet John T. taking a couple of whacks at Andrews. Her centering pass gets blocked as that was Dominic LaRue making the play for the Leafs. In the near corner, a bit of a tête-à-tête there between Vince Ryan and James (laughs) Ruddle. Two big boys that, well, they don't shy away from the physical play, that's for sure. (laughs) The (laughs)
5: heavyweights.
4: Yes, the heavyweights, absolutely. Ryan plays it near side nice as it's pass. picked up along the boards and into the zone. Here they go. Centered back oh. in front, and Fodak just couldn't
5: quite complete the shot off that pass. Nice passing by the Leafs. First that breakout pass, and then that pass right in front of the net where the one-timer just went wide. Great passing by the Leafs.
4: That's Jeff Martin of the Leafs wearing number 18 who set up that play one of the players coming to us from the United States here this weekend. I thought he played really well yesterday, and he's he certainly brought it once again today. As we've got a minute twenty remaining in the first period, right now we're scoreless in this game. Between, or excuse me, it's one nothing for the St. Pat's over the Leafs.
5: And you can't forget there was that disallowed goal too that could have made it two nothing. So uh, I think the uh, the one nothing score is uh, Pretty, pretty. I think it's good for the uh, the Leafs here because otherwise they would be down 2 nothing. But that first goal or that second goal just disallowed for. We, we still don't really know what the reason why was. We were sort of speculating that the buzzer didn't go, even though it should have. And uh, that's the reason why. But lucky by the Leafs.
4: Sam LaMontagne tries to, from his knees, play it in front of the goal. He's still working hard, plays it back to the far point as Brandon Joyce steps in from the point to try and make that play for the St. Pats he has possession of the puck now for the team in red 25 seconds left in the period stripped away from Joy as making that play was Matthew Poirier Poirier with 15 seconds left in the period trying to dig it out centered intended for the Mack truck but Brian Mackey unable to corral the rolling puck as it's out to center ice Mackie. Oh, he nearly got slew foot there. Ends up losing his footing, but just two seconds left. That'll do it for the period. So after the opening frame, the St. Pats take a 1-0 lead into the break. A pretty even first period there between these two teams. It
5: was a pretty even first period, although I'm not really sure how many shots on net whack did get in that that, that over there for the St. Pats. So I think if you're the Leafs that you might want to get a couple more shots on net, maybe try to establish a little bit more zone time in the offensive zone and maybe get the cycle going. But uh, still pretty good, pretty even play so far throughout uh, the first period here.
4: We're going to get a flooding of the ice. The teams will head back to the locker room. But before we throw it back to the boys from the neutral zone, let's go through the live chat thread. And give a couple of shout-outs, including one to low-vision and development division goaltender Blaine Deutscher. Who, I had some interesting terms for me last night, but I love Blaine. He's a great guy, and thank you for tuning in. Let's also give a shout-out to, and you'll have to excuse me if I mispronounce this. This is a tough one. Mayla, I believe it is. Mayla Briesbach, who's cheering on her dad, Pierre Briesbach for the St. Pat's number five. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get some more analysis from the boys about that first period of play. Let's send it up. Hey, they got pizza. How did they get pizza? Let's send it back to Brock, Brett, and Cam. Do you
1: know what happened, Nico? In all seriousness, I was hopeful that I would get back for the intermission as I was starving (laughs) sitting here, and I made it back and uh, threw on my headset, and here we go. I am joined by Brett Wills and Cam Jenkins. Gentlemen thoughts on the first period
2: well brock uh, we've got a one nothing st pats score uh james ruddle for the St. james ruddle for the st pats uh scored and you know what the, this has been a fairly even match game the uh i i look for uh, more of the uh the same in the second period
1: cam
3: Definitely an even-matched game. It's kind of nice to be able to see that uh, in any game, really. You don't want one team overpowering another team. Uh, You want to have both teams be able to have a chance to stay in the game and have chances going both ways.
2: Cameron, I need to ask you a question about the game that we're watching. Are you noticing that it's a little bit more chippy than in the select games?
3: Oh, absolutely. It's very much more chippy in the select games. Uh, But that's a, a, a different... Um, level of game as well. So,
1: yeah, it's um, it's interesting that you guys note that because you would you would expect it to be more chippy on the uh, select uh, division games. Um, we're gonna go down to normal Wick as she's standing by, and then we'll come back and have more analysis soon.
6: Thank you very much. I am with uh, Captain of Team USA, Tim Kane, and uh, probably not the start to the tournament that you wanted, but the great news is you can come back again tonight and take another kick uh, at, especially uh, Canada East, who uh, you lost to last night and a really close game.
7: Yeah, it's uh, it's a little disappointing because you always come in and, and you want to take the maximum number of points, and, and with the, the setup that that we have here, you're, obviously you're capped out at 12 points, so you go into it wanting to to take the first game that didn't work out and so you know you come in today and, and you still have the chance for nine and so we're just going to keep working forward we're going to keep trying to uh, to take as many points as we can and we take the next two games. We have six points, and we'll see where that falls in the standings after uh, after the end of Sunday.
6: Maybe it's a good omen that you played uh, Canada East last night, and they were on a back-to-back and still managed to eke out that win with a really strong third period. So uh, there's always tonight.
7: Yes, there is, uh, and, and that's the great thing about hockey. Uh, anytime, uh, anytime you're on the ice, you can you can make things happen, and and even you know the course of a couple shifts can completely change the uh, the tide of the game.
6: Now, this is a select team, but Team USA in itself is a relative newcomer to the scene.
7: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we formed our first team uh, in April last year at the the USA Disabled Hockey Festival in Chicago, and, and we've had a few team events since then, including the International Series in October. Uh, that also didn't go our way, but, you know, we're back here as Team USA, and, and we've got the Disabled Hockey Festival uh, next weekend um, where we'll, uh, we'll hold tryouts, and, you know, we'll go to camp and everything this summer, but for right now... Uh, we have the team that we have, and we're going to continue to, to work hard and represent the USA. Uh,
6: speaking of, um, you know, being relatively new, you yourself have only been in this particular genre for a year. Talk about your genesis into blind hockey. Sure,
7: I, uh, you know, I, I didn't. I lost my vision when I was 15, um, and it's uh, it's Stargardt's disease, so it's a it's a rapidly moving. Uh, descent into into blindness going from 2020 vision uh at the beginning of my freshman year of high school to uh to 2200 by the second semester so um you're talking about three or four months where it's a it's a rapid decline and then you know it's been pretty steady since then but uh, i continued to play sighted hockey uh through high school i played other sports through high school I played a year of club hockey at a fair state um for a year uh in college and and after that i kind of hung up my skates and thought i was done until uh a random email from my mom during the uh, the olympics last year <laughs> asking me if i had ever followed up on blind hockey from a from an article she read and so i uh, i sent a couple messages to to matt morrow and kevin shanley in february of last year uh luckily got a response uh, a few days before registration ended for the disabled hockey festival and i went home and i talked to my wife and i said you know can we feasibly figure out this weekend you know in six weeks to to go to chicago and, and try out for this national team and uh, she was completely on board, and, you know, her and my son and my mom have been uh, great support uh, to, to make this happen because it is an investment in, in time and, and expense and everything else, but it's, it's been great, and it's been great for our family and for me, and, and hopefully it continues to be great for USA.
6: Yeah, you know, a lot of guys that had sight and then lost it, in particular the ones that played hockey before their sight loss, uh, were apprehensive about how competitive this game could really be. Were, were you pleasantly surprised? Uh,
7: absolutely. You know, it's, it's a completely new experience and I tried to come into it with an open mind and, and and just really see what it was. I mean, even to the point where before my first shift in Chicago, I had to ask the coach, I was like, this is no checking, right? I just want to make sure that, that I'm not doing anything I shouldn't supposed to be, uh, that I'm not supposed to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely an adaptation and, and trying to find time. Uh, I'm one of the only hockey players, uh, blind hockey players, in Michigan. So, trying to find time that I can get out there with a with an adaptive puck and things like that to to really get comfortable with this game because I still play sighted hockey, uh, you know, drop in and pick up games, things like that. I play with a regular puck, uh, but it, it is a completely different game when you when you're using the adaptive puck and the different rules and everything like that. So, uh, I'll keep making adjustments moving forward. But it's it's absolutely competitive and playing a game uh, playing against people like Kelly Serbu and. And Anthony Chula, Jason Yuha—you know all the all those top names from from Canada are great, and it's going to continue to be great for the game.
6: Of course, too, as a hockey fan, I guess you might appreciate playing in the hallowed halls of uh, the Maple Leaf Gardens.
7: Absolutely, you know it's it's. I mean, this this place has its own legacy in itself, and. It's not like we can go play at you know, Olympia Arena in, in, in Detroit or anything like that or, or any of the other original six, but this is, uh, this is an incredible experience to be able to play here and, and just really get that old-school feel. And then we bring in Wendell Clark, and it's, you know how much more can you get <laughs> as, as far as a, a true hockey experience.
6: Last question. As a woman, I was particularly pleased to see Christine Vantarini open the scoring, Christine the scoring machine. Now, Also nice to see some women involved at this level, too. It Truly, there is a lot of camaraderie out there, and I guess for women like that, they're pioneers, and you're helping them up their game too.
7: Well, I think it's I think it's a true. Uh, I guess it's a it's a real showing of the of the fact that hockey is for everybody. This is one of the few games that you know you can play men and women together. Blind hockey, you have B threes, B twos, and B ones playing together. Uh, you know, it's it's just incredible to sh- to show how much this game can be adapted to everybody. Uh, Christine scored. Our uh, Christina Victoria scored our first two goals ever for Team USA uh, when we were in camp uh, as a team for, as a you know, as a national unit. Uh, and you know, they're
6: sneaky. Those women. You got to watch
7: them. Oh, I mean, they're both great. They're both great players. They're great pioneers for the for the sport and for women in the sport. And and they're going to continue to do so.
6: Well, I appreciate you giving me all this time because I know you'd probably like to go rest your legs, even though you're young and fit. But uh, good luck tonight, and thank you for your time.
7: Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it.
6: Thank you. That's Captain Tim Tim Kane of Team USA.
7: Thank
1: you, Norma. And with that, we're going to take a break here as we await the second period of the Open Division. The St. Pats are leading 1-0 on the back of James Ruddles. Stay with us for second period action right after this here on AMI-audio Live. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are going to send you right to our play-by-play team as the second period is underway, guys.
4: All right, here we go. The action is already underway here in the second period as the St. Pats leading this game one to nothing, but it's the Leafs putting some pressure on right now. The puck comes out to the blue line. The Leafs try to scoop it back in, but a delayed offside will give the St. Pats some time to track it in the far corner. Puck played out along the boards. Picked up now by Vince Ryan as he comes off the bench and takes possession. He'll backhand that one into the zone as the St. Pats quickly smack it back down the ice. One minute gone here in the second period. The St. Pats leading this game one to nothing. Fired hard off the far boards and out across centre ice. And here's a chance for the Leafs. Fodak tries to feed it over to Vince Ryan but what a great back check as hustling back to make that defensive play was Ian Rankin.
5: Yeah, Rankin with a great hustle. Put on the Jets, otherwise that could have potentially even have been a 2-on-0.
4: The St. Pats fire the puck inside the Leafs territory. No icing, so John T is to track it to the far corner. He battles for possession against Gallarneau, shoots it up the boards, but it's held in by the St. Pats. Ashley Andrews tries to sweep one to the face of goal, but Cleared away by Dominic LaRue as he battles for possession there against James Ruddle. Ruddle comes away with it, centers in front, backhand shot, and they score! Gallerno finishes it off, Célebu, and it's 2-0 for the St. Pats.
5: A very nice feed from behind the net from Ruddle, who's been all over the place so far this game. And a great feed out front and a nice oh. backhand shot that finds the back of the net. And now we see the St. Pats. They go up 2-0. And for the Leafs, kind of a tough break because they started the period well. And I'm not sure if the refs were aware, but it looks like Justin Wax's net is
4: way oh off. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is...
5: I guess not even... It's
4: almost against the end boards Yeah.
5: Well,
4: oh, they got to spot this now. Well, oh, they finally do spot yeah. it.
5: I'm pretty sure wow. Justin's just standing straight up saying, hey, guys, I don't really want to move because there's, <laughs> there's no point of me doing anything right now.
4: Sure. You're right. He literally didn't move <laughs> on that rush. He said, the net's not here. I don't Save have to defend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, Gallerno gets the goal for the St. Pats to make it a 2 nothing lead as they try to defend here off the offensive zone draw. They take possession. As it's on the stick of Yan Gobay. He had a great game yesterday for the St. Pat's in that comeback win. Makes the drop pass intended for Caleb Smith. His centering pass gets picked off, and now the battle for puck possession ensues. Brian Mackey tracks it to the near boards and plays it ahead to Poirier. Poirier sweeps it wide of the near post. Where behind the goal it's corralled by Brandon Joy. Dylan Bradbury makes a good play at the blue line to hold the puck in the zone, but Proven gets it over to Jan Gobe as he brings it across the blue line. Dustin Butterfield providing a good defensive presence there for the Leafs, and now he's got the puck on his stick. Butterfield skating across center ice. He's a good skater, and he's confident with the puck. He takes it in, makes the drop pass, shot right on, and that one just missed on the shot coming off the stick of Norman Blay.
5: I think uh, Wack got his left hat on that, actually. So a nice little save there by Wack.
4: A good stop for the youngster, Justin Wack, who's tending goal here for the St. Cats in this game. They have two goaltenders on their roster, so I'll be curious if they opt to put Oliver Pye in at some point throughout this game. Yesterday, they basically split the time down the middle. And it looks like Pye's starting to get ready on the bench to come into play here.
5: Yeah, it looks like uh, we're approaching the halfway mark. So I'd, I'd imagine probably next whistle is when you see the goalie change.
4: Craig Fitzpatrick takes possession of the puck in front of the benches. Brings it in. He's got Laura Mark with him. Laura Mark tries to feed it back to Fitzpatrick. Broken up. Fitzpatrick sweeps one towards the goal. But a good defensive play by Hugh LeDuc to clear that shot. Puck lifted high over top the blue line as it's shot down the ice but it'll be controlled now by Graham Foxcroft. Foxcroft plays it ahead for Mark Laura Mark brings it across the blue line she's got Fitzpatrick with her makes the drop pass to Fitzpatrick it's in the shin pads of Nathan Tunis as he loses his footing swept out front to Laura Mark but she couldn't corral it for a shot nice play by Randy Banks to hold the line the puck ends up bouncing across the line moments later as it's brought back in by Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, good pass. Nice to feed, Foxcroft. But he was checked closely. Still with the puck on his stick, Foxcroft tries to sweep one on goal.
5: Solid defense here from the Saint pass. I mean, they're just collapsing on everybody. So, a uh, very good defensive uh, opportunity or uh, chance there for uh, the same pass, and they clear it. Now so it's let's like it be an icing call here.
4: 7:15 remaining here in the second period. The St. Pat's now lead this game two to nothing, but it was the leash with some sustained offensive zone pressure there.
5: Yeah, and they really need that because they're down two nothing right now. I think they're just trying to get as many shots as possible away. It looks like Justin Wax Knight is done. He's getting directed towards the bench, so uh, they're making their their goalie change here. So uh, Pie looks like he's getting ready. He's getting on, and on. I love the color of the pads he yeah, has going too. I love that. Oh. Eh? Both goalies with the crisp pads, whacking the All White. Yes, Swack is looking so sharp with Very that new sharp. setup. Oh yep. yeah, yep.
4: and yeah, you gotta love the yellow pads that Oliver Pye is sporting. Very Mark Fleury esque. Mark yes. Andre Fleury esque. Back when he was with the Penguins. Yeah, the
5: flower. Yep. Probably the best goalie in the league today, in my opinion. Yeah, he's got to be up
4: there. Yeah. Got to be out there. Vasilevsky might have something to say about that. But Maybe. you know what? It's it's a 1A, 1B type of I thing. I think so. Sure. I, yep.
5: I think so too.
4: Off the faceoff shot right on. Pi gets a test of the puck right away as Jeff Martin tries to sweep a second shot on goal. The Leafs really putting some pressure on at the moment. Vince Ryan takes possession of the puck just inside the blue line. Sweeps it over to Martin. Martin feathers the shot. That one gets blocked. And then the St. Pat's just able to clear the zone as Caleb Smith battling for it now at centre ice. We're getting some great comments on the live chat thread. We'll get to a few fewer shout-outs later on here in the period, but right now the team's battling for puck possession at centre ice. Gobe tries to feather that one over to Smith, but it's broken up. And now Fodak making a play for the Leafs. Quickly banked back out by Brandon Joy, as the puck ends up in the Leafs bench with the door open. So we'll get a stoppage in play with six seventeen left in the period.
5: Again, another good start to uh, the period here for both teams. Pretty back and forth, but I really like what the Leafs have come out. I mean, they're down two nothing, but they've. Uh, uh, I like what they did once the goalie came goalie change came is that they started to pepper as many shots on that as possible i think that's a great thing to do especially when there's a goalie change mid-game is that that goalie may not be as uh, alert and aware as he might be mid-game so i think you should test the goalie early and often and on
4: well, there they test him again but no clean pass made and uh more of just a funny moment there between Matthew Poirier and Hugh LeDuc. LeDuc went right up to him after he put it in and was kind of waving the finger in his face In you can't do that.
5: I thought they were going to drop the gloves, and <laughs> I realized that... It seemed
4: like that. And, uh, and then I realized <laughs> that
5: they must be bodies and were are just uh, fooling around out there. I, I, I love to see that type of stuff.
4: A couple of Eboo players facing off against each other here in the Open Division as the St. Pats lead this game 2 to nothing. The St. Pats trying to mount an attack here as... The puck just gets away from Nathan Tree, and it's now on the stick of Poirier. Poirier tries to get it past LeDuc. That battle continues to go on (laughs) as they continue to exchange a few words with each other as now Brian Mackey brings it into the zone.
5: Maybe they will fight.
4: (laughs) You know, it's funny you mention that. Randy Cameron, who's playing in the low vision and development division, said, No, Nico, the hockey's been great this week. The one thing we're missing is some fights. So tomorrow I may have to drop the gloves for you and we'll have the first ever blind hockey fight. I said, Randy, you better, man, because that'll help this go viral. Yeah,
5: yeah. (laughs) Any publicity is good publicity, right? (laughs) Randy,
4: of course, a great guy, a member of the Calgary Seeing Ice Dogs and uh, a self-described gritty veteran. I love the way he plays the game. And hey, he had a hat trick yesterday in that uh, low vision and development division game. 10-5 was the final score in that game too. Crazy game. As the teams fight for possession across center ice, knocked into the zone as it came from the stick of Norman Blay. It's ripped around the near side boards with 4.44 left in the period. Foxcroft feathers that one back across to Blay. Quickly broken up and now it's out to center ice. Ruddle takes the puck away from Foxcroft, brings it into the zone, gets around the defenseman, no clean pass yet. Tries to sweep it back to the high slot, but it's picked off. And here go the Leafs, led by Craig Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick has his stick lifted as he tries to gain the zone. Bodies crashing down to the ice. And it's Steve Gallerno who comes away with the puck. Look at this. Oh, what a great play by Ruddle to stay on side. A 2 on 0 Ruddle takes the pass. Oh. oh, what a save by Ross. I think that hit him in the head, but maybe it went off the crossbar. Th- this play's going on here.
5: I think it went off the crossbar. He just missed that top corner. And again, guess who it is, Mr. Ruddle.
4: Jeez. Here he
5: has two points so far, I believe. I think he scored the first one That's and assisted right. on the second one and just about had a third point. And second goal of the game
4: he is buzzing right now and he was just denied by the crossbar on that last chance and now he's chasing after the loose puck Ruddle picks it up makes the draw nice pass to galano galano tries to cut in the slot diving after him was Vince Ryan Gallino still with the puck on his stick, shoots off the crossbar and just missed going in on that chance.
5: I think Mario Ross is going to be kissing his posts at the next whistle or even right now. Yeah, he's doing a little prayer. He said, thank you guys for helping me out as there was two crossbars in that last possession there for the St. Pats.
4: So the St. Pats come close, but they get denied by... The metal works as the cross crossbar coming into play here in the last couple of moments. Three minutes remaining in the second period as the St. Pats lead 2-0, and then they're working for more. Gallerno receives the pass. Uh, poked away from him. Gobe tries the backhander, but that goes wide to the far post. That was... Uh, Check that. It was Caleb Smith who set up Gobe for that chance for the St. Pats. Vince Ryan with the puck on his stick. Calling for it on the near side is Jeff Martin. Martin has it wrestled away from him as Samuel LaMontagne ends up having his pocket picked by Vince Ryan. Pass ahead to Jan Gobe. He gains the zone. He's got Smith with him. Makes the pass to Smith. Return pass to Gobe. He takes the shot. And Ross got a piece of that one to deflect it wide of the goal. Oh, a big collision behind the goal Uh as Vince Ryan collides with, I believe that's Samuel LaMontagne, and both guys are in some extreme discomfort. Maybe some frustration there from LaMontagne. He punched the ice. I think he's more upset that that chance got taken away.
5: Yeah, it was incidental contact behind the net by Ryan. He, I I guess, was the instigator in that contact, but again, incidental and... Whenever you run into a guy like Ryan, you're probably going to lose he's a pretty yeah. big guy. And then uh, Ryan looked like he was injured as well as he sort of fell into the net awkwardly. Yeah. And the net sort of came off a little bit, so that's why we have the whistle. But both guys made their way to the bench and seemed to be okay, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on for that.
4: Nathan Tunis makes the pass across the blue line. The shot from the point ends up off a shin pad and just wide as Ian Rankin let it fly. Chaz Mizoraka tries to feed it out front to Nathan Tree. Tree sweeps it on goal. Provin trying to get it towards the net as well, but four yellow jerseys below the hash marks providing the defensive support. Tunis tracks it back inside his own zone with a minute 40 remaining in the period. Plays it to the far corner. Tunis picks it up once again. Swept away from him as the centering pass intended for Brian Mackey came off the stick of Norman Blay. Passed ahead, just outside of the line. Popped right back in and Tunis takes possession for the St. Pats. Nathan Tree can't hold on to that rolling puck. It's fired back inside the St. Pats territory. As with a minute 10 remaining in the period, Tunis tries to make the pass out. Mizoraka secures the puck, brings it across centre ice. Tree brings it. Oh, they're just offside. No, they call him no offside. Close call there. Nice job by Mizoraka to toe the line.
5: And I think that's the difference between the two teams here is the same path seem to have that little bit more of speed going through the neutral zone and establishing position in the offensive zone. I think that's really going a long way.
4: Puck ends up in the bench on a line change, so we'll have the faceoff coming inside the Leafs' territory with 41.3 seconds left in the period. Well, I've been mentioning we're getting some awesome comments on the live chat thread. Let's give a few shootouts, a shout outs. Hey, maybe we'll get a shootout. At yeah, Sunday, I'd love to see that. In the meantime, let's give a shout out to the Del Grande family cheering on the Leafs and coach Joel Anthony. Let's also give a shout out to Bill Oxford watching all the way from England as he says, Go Nathan, you're making Maisie proud. Maisie, of course, Nathan's pup. And thank you all for your great comments. We'll get to a few more throughout the broadcast. 25 seconds left here in the period. The Leafs streaked up the ice, led by Craig Fitzpatrick. He receives the pass now from Foxcroft. Fitzpatrick out muscles Ruddle on that play. Tries to sweep it towards the net. His attempt gets broken up. And with 10 seconds left in the period, the St. Pat's will shoot it down the ice. Foxcroft just over skates it sweeps it back the buzzer sounds and after two periods of play the saint pats able to double their lead here in the second period and they now have a two nothing advantage over the leafs
5: yeah very very good second period here by the saint pats they got a couple of really good chances especially late in that second period Uh, a couple of those chances did go off the crossbar so i think mario ross he's he already did a prayer towards those uh Those posts and uh, a little bit of luck there but also some good things from the Leafs as well, I mean they showed some great bursts of speed uh, I've talked about it before, Fitzpatrick again making his way through that zone and and establishing an offensive position and in the last minute there he had a, a breakaway and was trying to drop the pass back to a teammate, just couldn't quite get it through so the chances are coming, they just need to somehow find a way to get those shots on the net, which they're not quite able to do just yet
4: we'll give a couple more shout outs before we throw it back to the boys from the neutral zone let's give a shout out to Margot butterfield who's cheering on her dad dustin all the way from lacombe alberta let's also give a shout out to josh who says i've never heard of this sport but i'm watching and this is amazing yeah josh thank you so much for tuning in and let's also give a shout out to goalie2998 who says, I have to try and get one of these pucks. Maybe I can stop this. <laughs> I'll tell you, buddy, they've blindfolded me three times and put me in net to face that puck. It is so scary. You do not want to have to take these shots if you don't have to. And so much respect for the goalies who have taken shot after shot after shot off the mask here, it seems.
5: I couldn't do it. I've only played goalie once in my life. I have yet to do it since. I plan on doing it zero more times in my lifetime, let alone blind hockey where you're blindfolded and have a a dinner plate essentially flying at your head. And some of these guys can, like, let it rip. And, you know, we've seen some shots, I think, in the select game we, we had today. There was a shot that went off the goalie's mask. I forget who shot it, but it was a howitzer. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, like, like, how are you not scared? And they just stay in the net as if nothing happened.
4: Yeah, you know, we'll get it to the boys in a second, but it's funny you mentioned that. Back at our summer camp in Burnaby, Kelly Servu came in and took a shot on Joey Cabral. And he hit him square in the mask, and it was a hard shot. And we all thought, okay, you know, Joey's a tough guy. He'll be okay. After they got off the ice, we checked Joey's mask, and Kelly literally put a dent in Joey's mask. Yeah. He literally chipped the paint with his shot and put a dent in his bucket. So yeah, you do not want to take that one off the head if you I don't bet you
5: food. he probably not only dented the bucket, he probably dented the puck as well. I mean, yeah. you look at some of these pucks and some of the damage that's been done, I mean holy smokes. Yeah, no thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll stick to being a player. I'll, I'll be a player.
4: Alright, <laughs> without further ado, let's Rejoin the guys from the neutral zone at AMI. Let's send it back to Brock, Cam, and Brett.
1: Thank you, Jeff. A dinner plate? A dinner plate thrown at you? Ah, well,
5: it's a small dinner plate, I guess. There you go. (laughs) You know when you go to the buffets and they have uh, little dessert plates
2: that no one uses? Things like the saucer things that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I, I know Jeff's been out on a sled before, but I think we need to get him out on a sled. And have a hockey puck shot at him? No, no, oh. no, nope, nope. no, no chance. No, you know what? How much
5: are you paying me? What's the contract? I, I'm, guys? I'm giving
2: you my my all my goalie equipment, and,
3: and and I think he wants to give you one of his uh, pickled onions as payment too. Oh no!
5: That's oh, dist- he, throw, throw in some beer or something or two, four, and I'm good. We we <laughs>
3: promised we promised
5: people
1: that you're gonna eat something live here at the blind hockey tournament. Last week on the Neutral Zone. So we need to keep our word to this because you have been getting away with your eight bets that you failed miserably on. So we need to uh, get that going. So I'm going to venture over to Loblaws today and find something gross.
3: He's giving a thumbs up. So that means that we're going to do that on the uh, game tonight at the 6-7. Uh, to You know what? Game.
1: Let, me, let me just say, in either the first or second intermission in the game, we will make him eat something disgusting live here. So there you go. Alright, this game is uh, 2
3: nothing for the uh, Pats. Thoughts, gentlemen? Cam? I think it's been a good game. Um, I'm really impressed with the goalie uh, from the Leafs. Uh, with about four minutes <laughs> left in the second period, made a great save, um, and then kind of hit crossbar, and, um, you know, uh, I just think Ross has been uh, doing a really good job and goal uh, for the Leafs. Uh, and then, what can you say about St. Pat's? They've been doing really awesome as well. Um, Gallardo, uh Steve had an awesome goal. So, like, what more can you say about that team? They're they're up to uh, nothing.
1: Yeah, it's just been a, uh, a a good game so far. I I did notice that the uh, St. Pat's kind of put the pedal to the metal. Just quick thoughts from uh, both of you. What has got to change uh, in, the sec- in the third period? Brett? Well, uh, I-, I think that uh,
2: in order for the, uh, the Leafs to win, they need to pick, a- pick it up a little bit.
3: And Cam? Yeah, I feel that uh, especially near the end of the, uh, that period, the second period, the Leafs did pick it up. So if they kind of come out with that same intensity that they had with the last five minutes of the uh, second period... I think that uh, some good things are going to happen. And just quickly, Vince Ryan threw in a, a monster
1: hit in that second period. I look for him to do the same thing in the third. The next goal is very important for the Leafs to get. Uh, if they don't, it could be a tough uh, hill to climb. We are going to go to Norma Wick, who is standing by with an interview.
6: Well, the heart of any event like this is always the volunteers, and I am with Janelle, who is volunteering with Heroes. Can you tell me a little bit about Heroes?
0: So this program specifically, I'm from Jane Finch, where um, we just teach elementary school, middle school kids, high school kids, how to play hockey, skate around, learn life lessons, like discipline, respect, how to listen, how to have fun also, because when you grow up, having fun is, like, one of the most challenging things to do.
6: Yeah, and I, I'm sure you know, f- even from that perspective, how important sport is in helping people develop yeah. confidence and uh, skills and friendships.
0: Friendships, definitely. It's fam- Heroes is actually like a family to me. been part of it since, I think, seven years now, so it's a really big part of my life.
6: And how many years have you been coming to this tournament?
0: Well, this is the second time we've got invited and volunteered at this program, and I'm so grateful that, they actually invited
6: us again. So talk about some of the things that you do during the uh, the weekend. You're holding a dog right now, so dog walking is part of it. Yes. We
0: also helped, took donations, um, did some raffling. So um, people signed up for raffles, helped them with that. Also helped the players um, make sure they're fed, they're hydrated. And their dogs are walked. Their dogs are definitely walked and hydrated as well.
6: <laughs> yeah. Um, now, as a hockey fan, I'm sure, like me, you were probably a little bit surprised at what you saw on the ice at your first blind national hockey tournament. Oh, definitely.
0: I never knew how well and how talented these hockey players are, but obviously you can see that no limitations can hold them back.
6: And I'm sure you're well familiar with the concept of how important it is for people to be inspired, especially young people. Um, what do you see in the kids around here? Joy. And I see that
0: once they see something they've never seen before, it can totally see that um, they, they can show that they can do anything. Because a lot of the kids that I'm volunteering with at the moment, they haven't been to a blind hockey tournament before, and then they were absolutely surprised at what they saw. So
6: Well, thank you very much for not just your service, but also taking the time to have a chat. And I know that our little friend here is restless, so I will let you keep doing the rounds with your guide dog. Thank you. Thanks so much, Janelle.
1: Thank you, Norma. We are going to take a break here in the second intermission. We're going to come back, and the third period will be right around the corner. The St. Pats are leading 2-0 with the latest goal from Steve Gallimo. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to AMI-audio, live presentation of the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. I am your host, Brock Richardson, of the Neutral Zone, joined by Cam Jenkins, Brett Wills, and the broadcast team. Guys, third period uh, is about to begin. Is the next goal really, really crucial? I I think you you could say that. uh, If...
2: uh, if we get a, a goal by uh, the St. Pats, game's over. But if we get a goal by uh, the uh, Leafs, Leafs, sorry about that. There you go. Yeah, if we get a goal by the Leafs, uh, then, uh, you know, it could go either way.
4: Let's send it back to our broadcast team, Nico Cardarelli and Jeff Ryman, guys. Thank you very much, guys. Great job during the break there with the continued analysis. We are so happy to have AMI on board once again this year. As you're tuned in to the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament, and we're coming to you live from the former Maple Leaf Gardens as we're underway for the third period of play here in the Open Division. The Leafs take the puck, led by Vince Ryan, tries to cut his way to the goal, but it's poked off his stick, and now Amanda Proven takes possession for the St. Pats. Puck cleared to the near side boards, where Nathan Tree tracks it against Vince Ryan. Ryan wrestles it away and now makes the pass ahead to Jeff
5: Martin. The Leafs looked pretty loose when they first came out. They were the first team out, and Ryan uh, was having quite a bit of fun out there, just, you know, diving into a couple of teammates. So uh, they're, they're definitely pretty loose heading into this third and final frame.
4: Ryan picks the puck up in front of his own bench, gets past the defender and plays the puck in deep. Chasing behind the goal, it's Chaz Mizaraca who comes up with it for the St. Pat's. Banks it off the boards, past Randy Banks and over to the Leafs territory. John T can't handle it. Mizoraka nearly got the pass from Provin. Judged not to be a clean pass, so no shooting opportunity yet. Provin couldn't quite handle the pass there from Mizoraka, and now it's cleared out by Brian Mackey. Good lead pass to Jeff Martin. Martin has Mackey trailing him and a player heading to the net. Pass intended for Brian Mackey, but just out of his reach, and it clears the zone. A reminder to let us know who you're cheering on, where you're tuning in from. We'll get to some viewer shout-outs through our live chat feed as we're streaming to you live on YouTube alongside AMI-audio. James Ruddle gets the puck inside the Leafs zone just as quickly they hammer it back out as Martin fires at the length of the ice. No icing called against the Leafs, though. (laughs) Interesting. It looked like the ref was yeah. about to blow his whistle and then just kind of let it go.
5: I didn't even see his arm attempt to go up. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Play continues they have, on. They have places <laughs>
5: to be after the game, you know? They have <laughs> reservations for across the street, so, you know.
4: <laughs> I didn't know they took reservations across the street. That's interesting. <laughs> only only for referees. Right, of course. <laughs> you don't want to make those guys angry. Gallerno battling against the Mack truck, and it's the Mack truck who rubs him out there. Nice work by Brian Mackey behind the goal as they battle for it. Puck comes to the near corner as... Poirier, oh, he takes the shot. It goes right off the helmet of Oliver Pye. I don't think the refs noticed that hit him in the helmet because they should have whistled that down as Rutto comes in and takes the puck now for the St. Pat's.
5: Pye looks like a pretty tough guy. Still down there in position, ready to make another save as if nothing even happened, so great uh, save.
4: He's doing well here in his first ever Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament, and we had heard a lot about Oliver coming into this event, and he is certainly not disappointed. Steve Gallerno makes the pass to Ruddle. Oh, what a stop by Mario Ross. Not to be outdone, Ross comes up with a tremendous save himself.
5: Ross again coming up big. It's starting to become the battle of the goaltenders. As the Leafs dig the puck off the wall and chip
4: it out across center ice, it's corralled by Brandon Joy. Joy takes possession, ends up running out of space there with his own man as Pierre Brisebois... And Joy out there on the blue line right now for the St. Pats. Foxcroft brings the puck back in. Drops it to Fitzpatrick whose shot goes off the side of the goal. Pye lost his stick in the skates of Foxcroft and then they'll whistle it down with the puck caught underneath Graham Foxcroft.
5: Yeah, looks like Foxcroft stepped on the stick of Pye and he went flying into the boards pretty awkwardly. It looks like he's a little shaken up but he's a tough guy as well. He'll stay in the game.
4: Let's get to a few of the great uh, comments we're getting on our live chat thread, including one from Tiffany, who's cheering on Dylan Bradbury, number 13 of the Leafs, and the pride of Bay Roberts, Newfoundland. Let's also give a shout-out to Anita, who's cheering on Jeff Martin of the Leafs. Let's give a shout-out to Josh, cheering on the St. Pat's from Calgary. And Josh asks a great question about how the puck works And we'll get to that in just a little bit here as the play continues on with 8-10 remaining in the period. Fitzpatrick tries to defend the zone. Gobay wrestles it away from him. LaMontagne tries to put the shot on goal, but that trickles wide of the near post. (laughs) Amazing comments coming in. I love this. Craig Fitzpatrick brings the puck into the zone now for the Leafs. He's got a trailer in Foxcroft. Foxcroft dishes it off to Laura Mark, but she couldn't quite corral it for a shot on goal. And Baud does well to clear the pressure out of the St. Pat's
5: zone. Another great chance by the Leafs. They just couldn't get the shot off, and I feel like a broken record saying that Where they (laughs) established the zone position, they just can't get that good, clean shot on net. But you got to give credit where credit's due, uh, where the St. Pat's have been... Really just collapsing their defense all over the place in their own zone. So, uh, superb defense from the St. Pats.
4: Nathan Tree of the St. Pats takes it into the zone. Makes the pass to Mizoraka. Mizoraka takes the shot right on. Big save by Ross. And then he bats the rebound out with his paddle. Good goaltending right here from both teams. As Randy Banks tries to get the puck past Amanda Provin, but she regains possession and plays it out over to the Leafs bench. Nice play by Misaraka to gain the zone. Makes the pass to
5: Nathan Tree. Shot right on. Oh, what a save by Mario Ross. The two-pad stack keeps the puck out. Looks just like Martin Roder as he was back in his heyday where he stacks the pads and even gave us a little leg flare at the end of it there. Uh, but a great save to keep the game 2-0, and I think that's going to be pretty key for the Leafs. If, if they want to come back, they can't allow any more goals especially with just under seven minutes left here in the game.
4: Two great comments on our live chat thread, including one that made me laugh out loud during the play-by-play, which comes to us from Bill Oxford saying, it's beer time here in Oxford, England. (laughs) Nathan, give us a reason to open a can.
5: Isn't, um, it, isn't it always beer time over in England?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, of course, was a big part of the goal that got called back earlier, and now his team has to defend as Vince Ryan makes the pass. Randy Banks lets a shot go and just missed. The defenseman pinched up on that rush and let a rocket fly that just missed the goal. A
5: nice rush there by the Leafs. They almost had a 3-0 on established with the, with the speed of Ryan. He's, uh, he's, he means business today, He's buzzing right now. Some good stick handling. His shot there over to
4: the far corner. Jeff Martin feeds it back out in front as Randy Banks now playing up on forward for the Leafs here. So they're trying to add a little bit of grit in terms of their lineup as Martin stretches to keep it in, but nice job by Tunis to clear the zone. I mentioned the name, Jeff Martin. He's got Paula Jolly cheering him on from Louisville, Kentucky. Tough to see the Cardinals go out of the tournament so early.
5: Yeah, they broke my bracket the very first game.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen. That's pretty much why I don't fill out a bracket anymore. As here comes James Ruddle for the St. Pats. He's A couple of good hacks knee. there. Holy yeah, smart. Poirier getting a good couple of whacks <laughs> on him. Ruddle shielding the puck well. He gets it back now. Shot right on, right through the blue paint. And just missed with that chance. There's the buzzer for the clean pass. Ruddle battling behind the goal, but it's Foxcroft who comes away with the puck. Backhands it out. Brandon Joy knocks it down and tries to get it back in deep as he's able to on the second effort. Dustin Butterfield uses the boards to clear the zone. There's 4.45 remaining here in the third period as the St. Pat's maintaining a two-goal lead. The score, 2-0. Andrews received the pass from Breezebaugh and now it's down the length of the ice. Not enough there for icing as it's controlled by Butterfield. He plays it over to the near side. As Breezebaugh stepping up makes a good defensive play there for the St. Pat's. Chipped ahead, just out of the reach of Ruddle, who then runs Ooh. his man over, and that's gonna be a penalty against Ruddle. Certainly no intent there, as you can see him patting Butterfield on the back, but an easy call for the officials nonetheless.
5: Sometimes when you're a big guy, all it takes is just to run into somebody and you make it look a lot worse than it actually is. And uh, he didn't even realize he was getting a penalty. <laughs> he almost
4: got away with that. He almost <laughs> snuck back into the bench oh, there.
5: Oh, cheeky, <laughs> cheeky, <laughs> cheeky.
4: Well, uh, and he doesn't like this call and I can, Somewhat understand it because he really didn't have space to react, but yeah, he's a big boy and he did take down Butterfield. And
5: another thing that adds insult to injury is how much he's been getting hacked and whacked around himself, and then he gets yeah. a, a little penalty like that just for essentially being a bigger guy. Yep, it's got to be disappointing.
4: Well, it's on the Leafs to try capitalize now with yeah. the man advantage. They trail two nothing. It's a crucial,
5: crucial power play here.
4: Only 416 left in the third. Still tons of time. They're on the
5: power play. they pot one here. They're, They're one goal away. And I mean, anything can happen.
4: Well, they win the offensive zone draw. Vince Ryan receives the pass at the hash marks. Backhands it just wide of the far post as Pye had the net covered nicely. Swept back to the near side point. Randy Banks makes a good play to hold it in the zone. Down low behind the goal where Vince Ryan battles in the far corner for possession as it's swept back out to the line. Held in by Poirier. Banks settles the rolling puck, lets the shot go, but it goes wide of the near post. Ryan in the far corner tries to sweep it back out front. Nothing new in that time as it got cleared away, but not out of the zone caleb smith tries cool. to clear it out that one goes off the side of the goal second chance oh ryan thought he had the goal but somehow that stays out
5: good job by pie i mean he's been holding his ground ever since coming into the game and that looks like uh the Saint pats are killing a little bit of time here as, as they probably get a little bit of relief as they can make a quick line change here
4: nice work by Jan gobe on the four check there shorthanded, and yes some Timely saves by Oliver Pye here with his team shorthanded. Foxcroft tries to split the D. Good hustle back as getting there first was Ian Rankin. Ryan, who's still out there, he's been out there since the start of the power play, flips it over to the far side for Butterfield.
5: There's that key first pass.
4: Butterfield's shot off a stick and over top the goal with 28 seconds remaining here in the power play. They try force it out front from the corner, nothing doing yet. Ryan checked closely. Beautiful defending there by Gallerno to take away that chance. And a
5: two-on-one here now.
4: Shorthanded break. La Montagna needs to make a pass. The player heading to the net. Tunis got tripped up. And then Brian Mackey tries to pin the puck in the corner after losing his footing.
5: Aggressive defense by the Leafs. I like it, though. I mean, you got to protect your own net. And especially being down to nothing, you got to do anything you can to stop putting, or, or, or stop the puck from going into your net and uh, try anything you can to put the puck into uh, the other team's net. Back
4: to five-a-side hockey as the power play goes for naught for the Leafs, but an icing call here against the St. Pat's with exactly two minutes remaining in the third period of play. Let's give a shout-out to Canada East player Julien Blais-Savoie. He had a great game yesterday, two great games yesterday for Canada East, and he'll be back in action a little bit later today at 6 p.m. Eastern.
5: And it looks like the Leafs have taken a timeout, and probably a a good choice to do that here. Two minutes left, they're down 2-0, and uh, I think they're going to be trying to regroup here a little bit.
4: Well, I think they may be looking to potentially pull the goaltender here too as well so we'll keep an eye on that as mario ross is being guided over to the bench and he has his bottle in his hand so to me that's an indicator that they're going to pull him for the extra skater
5: that could be the smart move here too i mean we see it a lot where uh people uh, will start pulling their goaltender with a couple minutes left and a couple of years ago, you would never see that. But yeah. especially if you're down two goals, I mean, it's not a bad idea to pull the goalie that early.
4: And especially with the one pass rule, you can't yep. just shoot it from your own end and nope. get the empty netter, yep. you know? It, it really is a smart play it, to get the
5: goalie out there. It's early a lot here. more different in blind hockey than yeah. it is in traditional hockey, that's for sure.
4: Let's give a shout-out to Andrew, who's cheering on his own son, Nathan. Not Nathan Tree, but Nathan Tunis, I forgot this is the battle of the Nathans here in the open division.
5: And, am I mistaken or uh, is uh, does it look like the Leafs are they missing a player? They yet? have
4: yet to put the <laughs> sixth skater back out on the ice. They've pulled the goaltender, but they haven't put the extra attacker on the ice.
5: I'm not sure. And if I don't know. Aware how they've of missed,
4: that. Yeah, they've totally missed this. Well, the play is underway. Poirier's and shot from the point just misses. We
5: should also mention their goalie is pulled. By the yes, way, yes, they're playing. They with just the empty have net. not, they, and they're not. Their their penalty. Uh, there's no penalty.
4: Yeah, this is totally
5: even strength. This, just...
4: It, it's <laughs> just a bad mistake by the yeah. coaches and and the officials for not spotting that. But play continues on. A minute thirty-five left in the third. Poirier's shot gets knocked down. As Provin takes possession now for the St. Pat's. Proven, she gets crushed there by Poirier, and the St. Pat's bench cannot believe there's no call. Proven's still down after that And big finally,
5: hit. And finally, the coaches realized that after 40 seconds of play, that the Leafs were still playing even strike five on five, and, and now they finally have their, their sixth man out there. But it looks like we have a player that's shaken up.
4: We get a question from Cause on the live chat thread asking, wait. They're not actually fully blind, right? Well, cause that's an excellent question because there's a varying degree of vision on the ice. First and foremost, all the players playing here this weekend are legally blind. So yes, they are legally blind, but not everybody has zero vision. The goaltenders are classified as B1s, which means they have 1% vision or less. There's three different stages. Here in the Open Division, we actually have B4s as well. But your B3s are 10% vision or less. Your B2s are 5% vision or less. And then your B1s are essentially fully blind. So yes, cause, there are fully blind players on the ice. And as we've got a bit of a delay in the action with the injury to Amanda Provin, I'll address one other question from Josh. As He asks, how does the puck work? That's a great question, Josh. It's about four times, three to four times larger than a traditional hockey puck. It's made out of metal, and it's got ball bearings inside of it, so it's quite loud. When you shake it, you can really hear it, and it helps the players track the puck quite easily.
5: Yeah, I'd say it's probably about the same size as a small dinner plate, maybe, maybe uh, maybe even a little bit smaller than that, yeah. uh, but it still has a pretty good weight behind it, and it's pretty. He- it's heavy, and it has yeah ball bearings in it, so you can still hear it, although usually when you lift it off the ice, you don't tend to hear it too, too much, and that's where the problem is sort of coming in. I know they've sort of tried the the beeping puck, and that right. s- didn't seem to work out too, too well. I know uh, a lot of people are trying to figure out a way to keep that puck audible throughout the entire game, no matter if the puck's on the ice, above the ice, or, or wherever it may be.
4: As Amanda Proven gets helped back to her feet here after a nasty collision, we hope it's nothing serious, but uh, this certainly doesn't look good for one of the top players on the St. Pat's. Yeah, it's a good point, Jeff. If we have any mechanical engineers tuned in today yeah. and you want to try help develop a new puck, I think the goalies would appreciate that more than anybody.
5: How about people here at Ryerson? Don't they have an, a good engineering program? They really
4: do, you know. We've been partners with them for a few years. We should get them working on that. Yeah. That's a good point. That,
5: that should be, a, you know, maybe a, an exam or a lab or something that some of these <laughs> engineer students can do. And I think, I mean, who wouldn't want to be part of that? I mean, it's part of a Canadian, uh, Canadiana, if you will. Absolutely. Part of hockey, trying to establish <laughs> a new blind hockey puck. I think that would be kind of cool.
4: It would be very cool, and there's certainly room for improvement with different aspects of the game, and that's kind of one of the great things about this tournament is each year there's little adaptations, little changes. The changes to the low vision and development division this year have really helped that pace of play, and we're just trying to get the game better and better every single year.
5: Yeah, exactly, and I mean, I, this is my third year being at this tournament, and each and every year that I've been here, not only has it improved on the ice, but obviously off the ice as well, uh, but the on-ice stuff has just been continuously getting way better and better and better, not even just throughout the year, but even throughout the various months when... There are not only just, it's not just this tournament, there's other tournaments throughout Canada and the United States that a lot of these players take part in. And I, I think that just is going to continue to grow and you're going to continue to see this sport. And if you don't have a blind hockey team in your neck of the woods yet, I would imagine that there's going to be one very soon because this sport is growing mighty rapidly.
4: Well, we're inside the final minute of play now in the third period as the Leafs trying to press back here, trailing 2 nothing. Foxcroft tried to cut through the slot. That one gets rubbed out as Fitzpatrick keeps the puck alive. Feeds it down low to Jeff Martin who plays off the side of the goal. Great chance. That just missed the mark. Foxcroft feeds it back to the near side point just past John T. 35 seconds left in the third period. Again, the goalie out here for the Leafs. They draw a penalty. As well, or is it just a delayed I offside? I think they're just
5: going to call I think offside. Just the offside here. Yeah. yeah, it like T just fell by himself. I think he was trying to draw that penalty. <laughs> hey, sold it to me. I would have given him the call. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but no dice from the officials, and with 31 and a half seconds left, while we'll the faceoff outside the Leafs blue line. They've got the goalie out, the extra attacker on the ice, as they trail by two late here in the third. Well, so before they had one too few skaters, now they have one too many. I was waiting. I was just going to say. Catch that or not? I was just going to say it looked like there
5: was, you know, a little bit too many yellows out there.
4: You know, they they missed it for about thirty seconds. So with the time on the clock, that would have been about right. Even for me, I was, you know, I went
5: quiet for a sec because I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six.
1: Did I
4: count right? Delayed offside against the Leafs. That'll give the St. Pat's time to break it out. Just 10 seconds remaining in the period. As the St. Pats are going to improve to 2-0 here this weekend. They get a big victory yesterday. They get a shutout victory here this afternoon. As Justin Wack and Oliver Pye combine for the shutout. And the St. Pats take the game 2 to nothing
5: great all round game by the St. Pats, but a great game just as well from the Leafs. Both these teams should be proud and the Leafs, they turned it on a little bit too late. I mean, they couldn't get one past whack and pie, but they did have some good opportunities and they should be proud of themselves, but the St. Pats they scored a couple of early goals and uh, that just put them over the top. So congratulations to both teams.
4: A great game here in the Open Division. We've still got more hockey action coming up on our webcast. A big thank you to everybody who's chimed in on the live chat feed, including Kyle Bora from the St. Louis Blind Hockey Club, who says the St. Louis Blues Blind Hockey Club is currently working with St. Louis University on a new puck that makes constant noise. So how about that? And he says it's it's working
5: working well. Yes, that's great. So I know it's easier said than done where you have the puck and say, hey, I got the new puck. It's going to work perfectly well. And then you bring it to a hockey game. It gets whacked around. (laughs) You know, you get Kelly Serbu whacking shots off of uh, Joey Cabral's face. And next thing you know, the puck's broken. But if it seems to be working well, uh, maybe next year we can get this puck up here and see if... uh, that does anything
4: that would be pretty awesome hey thank you to everybody for tuning in we're going to send it back to the boys from ami to wrap up but we've still got more action coming up on the webcast coming up next we've got the low vision and development division then we're going to for today do the children and youth division and we'll wrap up tonight just after 6 p.m eastern when team usa takes on team canada east for Jeff Ryman, I'm Nico Cardarelli. Let's send it back to Brock, Brett, and Cam, the boys from the neutral zone.
1: Thank you, gentlemen. Great job, as always. Well, usually we don't get an opportunity to talk about things like this, but the Leafs had a 2 nothing deficit, and they had to pull their goalie. They did pull their goalie, but it took about 35 to 40 seconds to get... An extra player on the ice. Thoughts on this, Cam, or what?
3: Yeah, you know, the plain and simple. The coaches made a mistake. They should have been able to have an extra player out there the entire time. Because um, in that 40 seconds, that can make the difference, obviously, between uh, getting a goal. And that's what the Leafs really needed. Um, For that third period, though, I was really impressed with the Leafs overall. Um, I thought they really brought it in the third period. Uh, Jeff Martin had a beautiful chance with less than a minute to go, and he tried to put it in the top left-hand corner where Mama uh, hides the cookies, and just couldn't uh, end up putting it there. And you know, what can you say? Now we know where your mom
1: hid the cookies.
3: Exactly in the top Uh drawer, uh, top left-hand drawer. Uh, Mario Ross, he was phenomenal. Um, Made a couple of great saves, one with uh, 8.45 left to go in the third period, and then another one at 6.45 to go, where he stacked his pads, and it was a beautiful save. So, and the defense, I think, um, you know, that's the way you play defense at the end of the game in the third period. The uh, uh, Leafs, Team Yellow, they played amazing defense, uh, collapsing, getting a lot of players in front, and that's why the game ended 2-0. Unfortunately, they just couldn't put the puck in the net.
2: Brett, I have to give the St. Pat's credit. They have two goaltenders who are phenomenal, and they come out with a shutout. And if you know anything about goaltending tandems, it is incredibly difficult for two goalies To share a shutout. So the fact that Oliver Pye and Justin Wack shared this
1: shutout was absolutely huge. I also think it's harder for the guy coming in. So in this instance, we're talking about Pye, because you've sat for two periods and you're coming in and you're trying to hold the shutout. So I would give a slight edge to the guy coming
3: in, Cam, would you agree? You know what? At this stage of the game, you've got to be mentally tough and you've got to be ready to go. So I don't know if one has, uh, you know, more of an advantage than the other. I I will say that for the first person, whomever is going to be in first, uh, if they're having a really good game, it must be very hard mentally knowing that you've played a fantastic game and you're getting pulled for somebody else to go in. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, no,
1: I think Cameron actually said everything I was about to say, so there you go. So uh, that's it for this game, and that's also it for our coverage at this moment in time. Coming up later today at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to have Canada East versus United States. United States is looking for their first win of the tournament. We are looking forward to seeing you. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back at 6 p.m. Eastern. Take care and have a great afternoon.
0: This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible
6: media, visit AMI.ca.